We live. It's another edition of the Sharpshooters Podcast. I am Jay. You know, I said we live. I should say I'm live. Well, technically we live, but right now I'm live. But I'll tell you in a minute. Um, But I just want to say what's up. Shout out to the whole Sharpshooters fam. Shout out to all things wrestling. We here. Yet again, another edition. There I go with the we stuff. (laughs) I'm here. And um, just giving y'all a quick intro. Today I got a, a nice interview with the homie Duke from Over the Top Road Podcast. And you may know him as Deadass Duke when he steps in the ring. And we're going to be talking all about, you know, his journey in, on the wrestling scene right now. Um, we're going to be talking about some hip-hop. And we're going to talk about life, man. We're just going to talk about life. And we chopped it up about all that, you know what I'm saying? So I can't wait for you guys to hear about it, you know, his philosophy and how humble he is, you wouldn't even believe, you know, so coming from the streets, you know what I'm saying, we come from the streets, but uh, can't wait for y'all to check all that out. So without further ado, I'm going to get into that with y'all, but before I do, I do want to say Mania is approaching, we're about what, two, three weeks out from now as I record this, so do do be on the lookout for us, Mania Week, there's a bunch of stuff going on. If you're out there, definitely check us out. We'll be at Mania Crawl. That's on Sunday morning um, at Pat O'Brien's starting at 11 o'clock. Um, we'll definitely be at Wale Mania Thursday night. And I don't even know when, when that ends, man. I'm, pro- I'm trying to get up in there around 9 or 10. I don't know when it's going to end. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a party. Uh, Sunday, of course, is Mania. So you can always look forward to that. That's going to be a big show. So we'll be there for that. And um, lastly, just want to tell y'all, we still do got our Sharpshooters T-shirts up for sale. Uh, just $14 on tpublic.com. Uh, if you go to tpublic, type in Sharpshooters1, the number one, and you'll find the two shirts that we have up there with the two different logos for sale. And you can also get our logo on anything like magnets, uh, mugs, laptop covers, stickers, hoodies. We got it. We got it all. We got what you need. So definitely check us out. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's all love. Sharpshooters, baby. Without further ado, I'm going to get into this interview. And we on. I got we on, baby. We on. Sharpshooters, man. Uh, we live right now. Got my main man, Duke, on the <laughs> on the podcast right now, man. Say what's up to the people, Duke. Finally, man, on the Sharpshooters podcast. I mean, the name is Deadass Duke. The man, they don't say no names. They don't play no games. The ruler of all the king of kings, the man they call fair woman. Because when the man gets in the ring, everything get hectic. Chop cheese chops to the chest, get well connected, bodega bombs from the top, get well respected, don't care if you're tall, small, thin or big, that ass duke ain't nothing to mess with, you know what it is. Oh, I, well, wow. That was, that was a lot, but ladies and gentlemen, that's real, because we from New York. <laughs> <laughs> you already, man. <laughs> that's what's up, man, that's what's up, man. So, you know, uh, also, you, uh, you still got the OTR thing popping right over the top rope. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Over the Top Road Podcast. Uh, we definitely actually did a collab with you uh, last year, right? Last yes, year? yes. That's yeah, so. Last year, man. 
that was the first episode ever to have you on, man. And let me tell you, it's one of the best episodes on Over the Top of Podcast. That's for sure. And you guys have a lot of fun on there, man. That's probably the most fun I've had just doing anything like wrestling related. So <laughs> yeah. that was that was yeah. fun, man. Shout out to the to the whole crew, man. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Shout out to Dolph Messiah. Shout out to the beautiful Anna. You know, of course, she's not with us on the podcast like that, but she comes here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Dolph Messiah, Alex the Hill. We actually got uh, Jay Kidd on the show now. So Jay Kidd is, is an X Man. Damn, I know he's far. He's far now, but regardless of what it is, he still runs the blood over the top of the podcast. He's no Hill for life. Uh, mainly the, the main OGs that be like with us or whatever, regardless of what happens, if they have to leave and do some stuff, we still look at them as an Ultra Hill. So shout out to all the Ultra Hills, shout out to all the OG Ultra Hills all around the world. Yes, indeed. Shout outs to them, man. Shout out to your, uh, you guys' listeners and fans, too, man. I see you guys get active with that, with the live chat, man. It gets pretty, you know, it gets intense with the live chats, man. You get people involved, yeah. though. I like that. Yeah, yeah, we try to speak to everybody, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, sometimes it gets a little explicit. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, I peeped it before. Yeah, but you know what it is? It is what it is. I mean, everybody likes to have fun, and on top of the whole thing, it's like, Regardless of what it is, regardless of what we say, you feel me, we have the utmost respect for every wrestler, you feel me, that we've mentioned on the podcast, or even on top of that, utmost respect to the talent itself, you know what I'm saying? So, well, the business itself, I would just say. So, I mean, big shout out to all the talent out there doing what they got to do. That makes sense, brother. And, and indeed, shout out to them, man. So, 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 Duke, man, what have you been up to, man? What has Deadass Duke been up to, man? <laughs> I mean, right now, at the moment, um, recently I just got sick as shit, so I was like done, done to the max, man. Like, that flu was a very, very hard thing to actually get by. So for mm. anybody who who's had the flu, or even on top of that, who's actually getting to the flu, uh, I would say, man, try your best to, like, get yourself better as quick as possible. Because yeah. um, at the time, you know what I'm saying, last year, uh, 2017, uh, I debuted on, on December 2nd at uh, one of my old promotion companies that I used to work with, uh, Ace Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And we had a little Royal Rumble going on, man. And let me tell you, man, it was a time of my life. I loved it. On um, December uh, 7th, we did an, I did another show with ECPW, which is the current school that I'm at right now. Um, and I'm training there, and I did a show with them, and it was a pretty awesome show as well. And then from that point on, it was everything was like Battle Royals. Royal Rumbles, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nothing really crazy. For 2018, mainly uh, my main focus right now, what's going on is mainly just single runs, man, trying to build my character, trying to build a storyline, and just learning as much as possible. Now, I know a lot of people have been asking me, when is my next match? Uh, you know, what, what's going to go on with me, whatever, with my character and everything. To let everybody know, even on top of that, people from the Sharpshooters podcast, you know what I'm saying? I know that we, we both have, like, Mostly the same fans. You know yeah, fans. yeah, we do. Um, definitely. Uh, what's going on right now is just just training, training as much as possible, trying to learn every single thing as much as possible. So I'm not really rushed into like a, a match yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of talks about my single run starting around like maybe April or June. You know what I'm saying? It all depends on the progress that I've made during my training. Okay, so you would but, say uh, definitely definitely 2018 though. Definitely this year is going down like we can expect more from duke in a singles capacity 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, down on, you know, I'm still trying to figure out and see uh, the actual uh, character that has Duke. <coughs> of course, and nobody knows who that has Duke is. Apparently, that has Duke is a, a gimmick that's played from the Bronx, from the Bronx, New York. Uh, apparently, of course, I'm uh, using characters like people from the Bronx, you know what I'm saying? How we use that as B or facts B, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> and all that. And it's funny because some of my movesets actually reflect on the same thing. That's why I said um, during the, the whole intro, uh, chops, he's chops to the chest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Chops, he's chops to the chest. I got, um, of course, the Bodega Bomb, which is the special, which I'm still trying to figure out and see what exactly it is. Mm. It might be something off the ropes. might be something uh, even maybe in the ring, you know what I'm saying? I don't know for sure. But the thing is, of course, a Bodega Bomb sounds like more like a power bomb or something. You, you know, know what? what you know what, Duke? I mean, we, we did talk about this off air, and you told me you were you were really into the character and just trying to make it work perfectly and coming up with things. And um, I got to tell you, man, when you mentioned the Bodega Bomb to me that first time, I uh, just... Pictured it in my mind, I thought about a set out power bomb. I don't know why. I just yeah, yeah. that's what I pictured. <laughs> I mean, everybody actually did. The only thing is that um, the whole logic behind that. If I were to try to make it a power bomb, let's say if I were to try to fight big guy, how would I try to yeah you know, put yeah. that in there? That was that was the only thing. Now, don't get me wrong. That was the first thing I thought about too was to actually make like a power bomb. But, uh, you know, certain people, you know, they gave me advice. They told me sometimes, like, yo, you know, um, but what if you fight a big guy? How are you going to do the bodega bomb on a person mm-hmm. and such and such or whatever? So I just thought about it. You know what? If that's the case, maybe something off the ropes, off the top ropes or off the ropes is running up with a splash. Or something, yeah, you know yeah, that could work. That could work. I mean, shit, the bodega so, bomb I mean, could be an elbow drop. We don't, you know, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, everybody's, everybody's left and right with it. You know what I'm saying? People were telling me, like, you know. Uh, little by little, play with it and figure out and see exactly where where it lands at. What's perfect? What's perfect for me? What's perfect for the the people who are watching? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then down the line, we'll figure out from there. I mean, the character's being built. It's being built good. It's being built good. It's 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 still in the works as we speak. And I mean, I love the character. I feel good with the character. I feel like I can actually really put it down pat. But I just need more time with it. I need to actually put it in the ring while I'm at practice, you know what I'm saying? And just little by little, just just point at it, just keep going and keep going with it and make sure that that's actually, like, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, most definitely. I mean, I'm looking forward to, like, seeing it develop, you know what I'm saying, in and out of the ring, just the character. And I feel like... That's definitely, when you first told me about it, I was like, he, he can do this. Like, this is something that you're going to be comfortable doing, for sure. Yeah. Have you gotten any, I mean, I'm, any I'm, hints? Like, have you gotten any, like, people people giving you, like, little tidbits here and there as far as the character? Like, have you, can you give us any advice that you've gotten that you think is good? That you may yeah, I mean, use? I've, I've got a couple, a couple tips here and there, you know what I'm saying? Um, people were telling me, because we're still running on whether it's going to be a face on you giving you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So now, of course, I know what the Ultra Hills, you feel me? And not a lot of people know what I mean by Ultra Hills, meaning Ultra Hills meaning face and heel. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like, when you're in Ultra Hill, you're facing your heel. You don't know what come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll show up at the doorstep, uh, pass you a, a, a letter that says the wrong address, and we hit you in the back with a chin. 
what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like I like Hill. that. You know what I'm saying? Ultra Hills so, for life. So a lot of people, you know, they tend to get confused when we say Ultra Hills. Now the situation is that there's a lot of tips going around, and when they when they actually speak to me and give me the advice, they tell me either to run that run that gimmick as a face because I can run it as a face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it it doesn't even sound bad at all. I can actually run it as a face, and it'll definitely do some good. And I can actually run it as a heel. Yeah. Now, uh, like how I put everything together is when we first started developing the whole character of that as dude, I started realizing that, you know, it, it can go both ways regardless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Because I could see it being a heel thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I thought about it first. I was like, you know what? I can play good heel, blah, blah, and everything. But, you know, down the line, I'm still, since I'm still trying to, like, create it a certain way, I just told myself, you know what, I'm going to just run with whatever right now, and then little by little, it'll start building itself. Whether I'm going to become a hill of face, you feel me, I'm, I'm just glad to be in the, like, part of the business. Man. Of That's course, sure. yes, most definitely. Now, when I saw your uh, saw highlights of your debut, man, wish I could have been there, but I saw plenty of highlights. You know, shout out to the fellas for posting, and, and you posted as well. I got to say, yeah. it looked like... You were. It looked like you were working face, but the thing yeah, was, yeah, was is that I don't know if you got that from anybody else that that saw you. Yeah. But like, I think what it mostly was is because you know you did get you know busted up a little bit, so it just yeah, yeah. made you yeah, it just made you look like you were like working baby face. Yeah, I mean down the line the uh, the guy that I was actually fighting. Uh, big shout out to Mike Donovan. He was actually my trainer at East Wrestling. Um, Mike, Mike Donovan, is, he's a heel. He plays a heel at Ace. Mm. And um, that's the reason why they had me. Because I didn't know exactly what was going to go on. And mind you, you know, when they first come at you with something that you don't even know about yet, and then, you, you know, everybody's asking me, were you nervous? Were you nervous to get in the ring? To be honest, no nervousness went through my head whatsoever. Mm. Because in my head, I was telling myself, like, because I've been, I've been in front of crowds, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been, I've been in front of the hardest crowds. And mind you, man, um, since I used to, I used to be a rapper, and I used to be in front of these, uh, this crowd, like from the Bronx, you feel me? Where mm. it's like you need to be a nitty gritty rapper, like little dope rapper, in order for the Bronx to really feel you. Oh, you know of what course, I'm yeah. So it's like you really, really need to get it down pat if, if you're really gonna be a rapper. And then I've been in front of. I've been in front of crowds from the Bronx, from Brooklyn. I've been around uh, a couple people in my city, of course, in Patterson, you know what I'm saying? And, and Jersey itself, you feel me? So it, it really didn't phase me whatsoever. And a lot of people just come to me and tell me, yo, you're going to be nervous, you're going to be nervous. Are you feeling some type of way? And for some odd reason, none of that happened. As soon as my, my music played, and of course, for everybody who knows, man, uh, rest in peace, uh, Christopher Lee Rios, of course, big pun, mm. I used his um, I used his Beware track mm, okay. to come out as, as the entrance. So, as soon as that song hit, and I hit the curtains right out, from that point on, all that nervousness and all that, you know, talk about, you know, you want, like, oh, you high, you good, you think you'll be high and everything, all that went away. Of course, when I got into the ring, and of course I got busted open, um... My first thing was that hit woke me up. That hit told me this is going to be your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is yeah. what you're going to run into. And simple fact, from that point on, I just told myself, like, you know what? Um, I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. I was afraid he was going to kick me out, to be honest. Because mm. um, 
because uh, I don't know if I was supposed to get out at that time, you know what I'm saying, because I really know anything. But from that point on, um, I was scared that he was going to be let me throw you out. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if that was the case, then my baby would have been, you know, cracked. So, nah, I didn't, I didn't even let that happen, man. From that point on, I'm gushing blood like crazy, but I'm in there putting in work, man. Yeah, so I mean, from you, that point on, we put in work. You got plenty of offense in, too. That's one of the one of the things that I found to be dope was, like, the amount of offense that you actually was able to get in. I mean, those, those suplexes. Yeah. Those suplexes are going to be legendary when it comes back to, like, looking at that debut. It's like, yo, you hit them joints perfectly, bro. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't even look at I looked at the, uh, I actually looked at the footage. Um, Ace actually has it up on YouTube. Hmm. And um, I actually looked at the event, man, and they looked really, really good, man. It looked good as hell. I mean, of course, the blood thing and everything else, of course, it wasn't supposed to happen. And, and of course, minor mistakes will happen regardless. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as soon as I went to the back, you know what I'm saying? As soon as I went to the back after I got thrown out, I got thrown out by number seven, uh, which is Stockade. Um, really, really good wrestler there, too. Stockade is really good. He actually threw me out. And um, <laughs> when I went in the back, I didn't even think about anything, bro. I just sat there like, Wow. I got to my house. As soon as I got to my house after the event, I got to my house still in shock telling myself, how in the hell did I do this? You know what I'm saying? How in the hell did I do this? And mind you, a lot of people know, if you know me personally, you know exactly who I am. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to all my people who actually like really, really know me exactly. They know it's like when I say something, I do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I say something, I do it. I, I put it to I put it to the to work, man. I put it to work regardless of what it is. I put it to work because that's just the type of person I am. You know what I'm saying? And of course, I always lend out a lending hand. You know what I'm saying? Try to help other people because my thing is I'm trying to pull up everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to yeah. pull up everybody. Trying to help everybody learn a little something. Or even on top of that, you know, I'm I'm the type of person I take criticism the way it is. You know what I'm saying? And then I work my way trying to make it better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, it was a good experience. I loved it. And uh, I can't wait to get back in the ring and keep doing what I got to do. As goes for training. That's all I'm doing is training as much as possible. That's man. that's dope, so man. I get somewhere. That's dope, man. That's what's up. And now, what what uh, what promotion did you say that you're with now? Uh, right now, I'm with ECPW. Um, they're, in, uh, they're in Jersey. They're actually in New York as well. Like, they got all different types of spots and stuff. But right now I'm in the Jersey one, which is in, I don't know how to say it the right way, so hopefully I say it right. So it's Lake Hathawaya, something like that. Oh, okay, so that's so, like the, the area that it's in? Yeah, yeah, that's where ECPW is right now. That's one of the spots. They have another spot as well, I think in New York. I'm not really sure exactly where it's at. But um, they got a couple of spots or whatever. But I'm with ECPW right now. Um, I was with Ace uh, for, I would say, six or seven months. I just made a year wrestling on February 28th, man. And I'll tell you, man, I, everybody's telling me, man, I came a long way. So That's dope, I can't man. wait to actually learn a lot more, man. I was, I was just going to ask you, like, how long altogether you've been doing this. So it's about, it's a year now. Yeah, it's a, it's a year now, yeah. That's awesome, man. And, and it's good to hear about it a whole year in, you know? It's like, because yeah, I, yeah. I definitely wanted to highlight you, like, you know, right after the debut and everything. But, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. A, a whole year later now, talking about it, it's like, you know what? 
it, this is good to get your full retrospective. Um, You've you just been trying to get back in the ring. So it's good to hear you talk about all of that. Um, and so that's the that's like the, the your, your wrestling side. But I feel like you've kind of got another passion, which would be I would say would be over the top rope. I mean, you 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 built that from the ground up, kind of right? Is that fair yeah, to say? Yeah. So like yeah. you talk talk to me about that a little bit, bro. Like like how did that come to be? Um, just the, the the beginnings of it. I'm sure they were humble beginnings, and just like what it is now and, and everything, the growth. We're talking about the podcast. Yes, yes, the over the top okay. rope. All right, well, over the top rope. Um, for speaking mind radio in general, speaking mind radio is the actual platform that, of course, we're on now. Mm. Um, but speaking mind radio was uh, actually the. I, I'm basically the the the, the creator of speaking mind radio. Speaking mind radio was only one segment, one segment only, which is supposed to be interviews for underground artists from all around the world. Oh, okay, okay, and um. And, you know, I was interviewing artists, I was doing a lot of stuff, and at the time, when I had the place where I was at doing the, the, the actual radio station, when I was doing the interviews and everything, I told myself I would have to try to make this more of a platform than just one thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, at that time, I made it a platform, and uh, I had another podcast that was just on, which is called The Real Point Podcast. Big shout-outs to The Real Point Podcast. If you guys want to check them out, you can check them out on YouTube as well. They do uh, unsigned and underground artists interviews and everything. I've definitely checked um, them out, yeah, on YouTube. Uh, I definitely, uh, like, when they got on or whatever, you know, of course, they were doing sports. They were getting everything situated with sports and everything. And then, you know, little by little, I started bringing in people. Big shout-outs to The Dark and Hour. They're comic books and underground films. Mm -hmm. They're also on YouTube. Um, they got on board. And then I was still doing the unsigned and everything else. But then in time... I started realizing, you know what, let me start opening up other branches at the time. So what I did was, the Real Point Podcast, I, I gave them authorization to do uh, to do unsigned and underground artists, because they were actually bringing in people anyway to do interviews. So they ended up doing it, they started doing it, and then at that time I told myself, I was like, you know what, you know, why not do something that I love to do? talk about forget it you know what i'm saying let me talk to people about wrestling mm. so that's when over the top road podcast started now over the top road podcast consists of only two people this is when ultra hills didn't even exist because at that time we didn't even call nobody ultra hills. we were just sitting there just talking about certain stuff um it was me and um x which is uh the the actual leader of uh the dark hour mm -hmm. and um it was just me and him, we were doing our stuff, whatever, but, you know, X had a couple other things he had to do, too, because uh, he's a film director, so he's always around, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we wouldn't be able to actually do any work, so I had to find somebody else to do something, and that's when X-Man Dam came on board. And then at that time, over the top of podcast, the growth just started, little by little, little by little. Um, that's when I started bringing in more Ultra Hills. I had, like, at least five or six members of the Over the Top Road podcast. And it, the bad thing was that is that we were only working on like three or four microphones at the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was like, you know how we had to swap microphones here and there. People were very uncomfortable because of the seating and everything. But, bro, we, we did it. Yeah, and no, you guys got a nice people. little setup. I mean, I can speak from like personal experience. I'm like, that was kind of like a dope setup. Oh, yeah. Trust me, man. 
you seen that set up. Wait till you see the one we got now. Bro. Yeah, you you were telling me. You were like, yo, we're in a whole nother spot. I'm like, all right. Yeah. We, we were moved to another room, and, and let me tell you, man, it's way, way different. The feel is way different. And we're actually still working on trying to get everything situated in there as well. So, That's I dope. mean, when Speaking Margarita started, Speaking Margarita started here in my house. I was in a little room. I was in a little room over here in the living room, which mm. was supposed to be my room before. But then uh, when my brothers moved out and everything, I just got the bigger room, and I just made that the actual radio station place. Now, let me tell you something. Speaking on radio, we did the unsigned underground film. Um, we did the unsigned and, and artists and everything else. We were interviewing. But not everybody knows, and this is the thing about it, because we never put out the episodes. Me and my homeboy, Nova, we were telling stories while we had the interviews. Hmm. And these are stories that these are stories that we didn't write down. You know what I'm saying? We didn't write these stories down. We didn't write these stories down and, and, and memorize everything. Everything was just basically there. We just improvised everything. And everything came out well. For example, I'm going to use for example, the first people we've interviewed on Speaking My Radio was the Call the Knowledge. If you guys don't know who the Call the Knowledge is, these guys are from Jersey. Very talented artists, man. If you want to hear real hip-hop, you definitely want to listen to them. Um, they came out with... Um, they came out with a, uh, with a CD called New Jupiter. And when you think about New Jupiter, me and my boy Nova put a story together that we flew in a spaceship to do an interview in New Jupiter to meet up with the call of knowledge. That's dope. <laughs> now, mind you, we're live. We're live. And we're live doing it. And we have the sound effects for everything. The spaceship, the Dorito bags. We, had, we actually had Dorito bags in the studio. We just crushed <laughs> up on the microphone. You know what I'm saying? And we flew a spaceship up to New Jupiter. But the thing is, what happens is, in the cutscenes, we'll play real hip-hop. Like Sean P. We'll play some Gangstar. Now we'll that... Play, like some dope stuff. So that's dope. To, you know what I'm saying? So, we did that. And, and it was a storyline every single time we did an interview. A hundred grand. Uh, artist Honey Grant, he's from Patterson, New Jersey. Big shout out to Honey Grant. We did some stuff where we were rob we were robbing Fort Knox. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I told my boy because my boy was talking about that, and I told him, "Bro, we could go to Fort Knox and rob a hundred grand." So he thinking we thought we talking money. We're not talking money. He didn't know that. So at the end of the interview, he found out we were talking about Honey Grant, the artist, <laughs> and we had the interview with him. That's clever, man. So you guys got very creative with it, man. Oh man, tell me about it, bro. So many episodes, man. We did a, we did one where it was uh, NWA. We did a whole uh, in, in Compton thing. Mm. In Compton, we uh, we escaped from Fort Knox and dug a hole, and we ended up in, in Compton. It, it was all crazy, bro. You, like it was, it was dope. You've been on some adventures, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. And I mean, let me tell you, bro. It's, it was kind of crazy how me and my homeboy Nova actually improvised every. Everything, like everything was so improvised. Nothing was planned out the way it was supposed to go. We just said, yo, let's just go in here and improvise. Big shout out to my homeboy Nova, man. We definitely shut it down. That's, I mean, that's the best way to do it, man, with the improvising, man. That's the dopest way to do it. Uh, It's cool to to hear you talk about hip-hop. I mean, I just, like, in getting to know you a little bit more, I discovered, like, oh, I'm like, oh, shit, he's a hip-hop head, too. You know what I mean? So I kind of want to... 
get you to talk about that a little bit, like, you know, who you listen to, what you listen to, um, like, what's your go-to stuff, what are you yeah. listening to now, you know, I don't know if you, um, if you heard that new Logic, I was bumping that all day today in the gym, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I heard about that, yeah, you know, so, like, yeah, what, what, what you be bumping, bro? Well, me, man, I'm personally, I'm a very, very, very underground person, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I'm talking, I'm talking, my favorite, my favorite artist right now, MF Doom, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And the thing is, is when you talk to these people about MF Doom, a lot of people don't even know who MF Doom is. I can't believe they don't understand. Uh, Doom, Doom is nice, man. He's one of those smart rappers. I, 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 some people, like, if we're going to go heel face stuff right for a second... I would consider him a heel rapper. Like, he just... Because he's too... He's too smart for his own good sometimes, MF Doom. Like, I listen to him and I'm just like, yo, this dude is a, is like a mad genius. Like, he's just... Yeah. He, he definitely is, man. And, and MF Doom, MF Doom, bro, like, that's one of the main ones I go to. Uh, for a lot of people who don't know who Quasimodo is. Um, I haven't heard of him. character made by Madlib and shit. Mm. Um... Quasimodo, I listen to Quasimodo. I listen to a lot of underground artists, man. Um, of course, for everybody who doesn't know, I'm a juggler. I listen to Insane Clown Posse. Hey, um, man, ICP still dope. Yeah, yeah, they still, yeah, they still dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, and with respect to the homie Deadass Duke and his move, the chop cheese chops, we're gonna have to chop the episode right there. Um, there was some little shaky unforeseen technical difficulties on the second half of the interview so what we're going to do is bring the homie dead ass dupe right back uh for a part two be on the lookout for it but it was dope man it was just dope to have the brother on for the first time ever and just hear him talk about his beginning and journey into you know the world that is that is pro wrestling and for us for him to give us his mindset was incredible man and I'm really thankful to get that opportunity and just listen to him just, you know, speak his mind, pun intended. Uh, we learned about Speak Your Mind Radio and how it just was a thought process, and then he brought it into fruition from from humble beginnings from his house to uh, to an actual studio setting. So that's pretty dope to hear about as well. And then we got to also hear about the type of music he's into. Uh, he got into a little bit of his rap background which is why the man has cero miedo, man. He he, he can do it in front of 100 people. He can do it in front of 20 people. I, I think he's going to be all right, and he's going to go a long way. Um, but definitely be on the lookout for part two. Um, we're just going to talk about what, what we think we can expect most likely and uh, what's next from the man. I uh, can't wait to do it. So with that said... Here's another episode of Sharpshooters in the Books. Uh, thank y'all for rocking with me. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in any way that you do. And again, just be on the lookout for us, Mania Weekend, and uh, actually the whole week, actually, down in New Orleans. It's going to be a lit time, and can't wake up to link up with everybody. I can't wait to just get it in with everybody, man, all my wrestling fam. So, signing off, it's your boy Jay.